So, uh, Ralph, uh, second big sort of release for you at uh, Birmingham's Ames Expo. I think last year we had uh, Talisman came out, didn't it? And now we're on to D&D this time around and things. So, uh, yes, yeah. well, I'm really looking forward to that. It's been a really good product to work on. And I've, I've had the opportunity to do a few of the chapter starts, which were great pieces. They're pretty much double-page spreads. And as you'll, you'll realise when you look at them, there's a lot of work went into them. There's a lot of detail. And that's the sort of thing I really enjoy working on. So it's great to have the chance to do those sort of key pieces, really. I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things I was going to say and sort of a difference between yourself and Anne's work I know Anne sort of goes for more sort of single uh, figure work and that kind of thing but with yourself I mean incredible detail in some of the pieces that we just, just sort of got around us here I mean do you like to sort of um, you know where is your influence for that from? Well I, I, as you say I think Anne is very strong on the sort of design side and, and, and in some ways but I love doing all the little characters and all the interactions and if, if you can put 50 people in there rather than a couple then I'll do it really and uh, I guess it just comes from there being a kid sat in front of the TV doodling in a sketch pad where I was always doing, you know, scenes with lots of people. And of course, they're probably a little more than stick figures at the time, but there was this internal narrative going on in my head where, oh, this guy, you know, you would create the story as you created the picture. There's this chap running over there and he's about to, you know, stab that guy with a sword and there's someone else there about to hit him from behind and someone falling off the battlements and all this sort of stuff. And although... Clearly, the way I compose the picture these days is a lot more constructed than yeah. I think about it in advance, and I don't just make it up as I go along. Those elements are still there, and I suppose I still get that kick out of um, creating those sort of narratives. I mean, one of the pictures I'm looking at now is on the backboard behind us here as we sit here on the stand, and it's a, as it's a street scene, and it's in the player's handbook, and the, the, the story is the adventures have turned up in town, They've obviously got lots of money, they're adventurers, they've yeah. got a good kit, and all the townspeople have come out and they're hawking things, and it was, as I was creating that picture, right, what they're going to sell them, you know, from the most mundane thing of a, a candle through to a, you know, exotic animal or all this sort of stuff and I, I just love doing that really I, I think one of the things I particularly like about it is we've got some rather and you'll see this when you see the handbook but we've got some particularly rich adventurers and then a rather dark alley which someone's about to lead them along where I think they're <laughs> going to be relieved of a lot of their treasures in a minute well, or two well who knows but there's certainly going to be lots of pressures on them to uh, part with cash and whatever else so yes some of it may be more nefarious than others yes <laughs> but I think that's quite interesting when you're saying about the sort of narrative style of the piece and everything and that's very very strong in a lot of your work and it's something I've just touched on talking to Anne I mean is there a sort of little internal world going on there, I mean, do we have a sort of a world of Ralph where, where these characters have names and they sort of you know you have your little adventure going on? Well, I, th I think that, that there is certainly part of that going on, but it's it's a weird mix, I suppose, between you could say quite a controlled compositional side of your, your head, your part of your brain working, saying, right, I want that staff angled in that direction because that will create a nice you know yeah. flow within yeah. the picture yeah. and this, that, and the other, and, and going wow he's pointing that staff in that direction because he's about to release a spell or something yeah. so yes I guess the, there's those there's that, well it's not, it's not a conflict they work in complement to each other but, but you've got to keep them both in balance I suppose but, and where do you sort of your, your inspirations come from that I mean, you, do, I mean you've got I mean you're sort of classically trained I mean you go back to the classic pictures and look at the composition from there or, or where does it come from for you well I'm, I'm completely self-taught so I, I did do you know uh, school or high school is the term of being in America you know sort of education but beyond that although I did go to college I actually studied English literature and it was after doing a course in English literature and thinking I don't want to do this um, I want to do illustration which I was doing in my spare time um, so really it, it'd be hard to say I take my influences and sort of instruction from any one place or was taught any one route 
it's a bit of pick and mix really you know maybe sometimes it works better than others and maybe it's taking me a bit longer to get there because of that but <laughs> so um, as far as the actual sort of content then yes I'm influenced by other contemporary artists and of course when you work on a particular project you, you're given a style guide and you're given references so that orcs look like this or you know uh, this particular armour looks this way so you have to tailor those things but also I am interested in, in the historical sort of source for armours and, and weapons and things like that. Yeah, I, I saw something on one of the, um, uh, I think one of the websites there. Is it, is it LARPing or reenactment that you do a little bit of uh, as well? I do the live role playing, but uh, yes, and uh, but I, I suppose the sort of costuming and, and kit that I'm drawn to, I, I tend to go more towards the sort of reenactment side, so I like the more you know I'd much rather wear some metal armour than a bit of plastic or rubber or something. yeah absolutely you do more damage that way as well, as <laughs> well you know I, I like that I like that feel to it and also I'm very fortunate living in Leeds that we have the Royal Armouries base there and it's a great source to go and look at things and um, I mean would we find you there sort of wandering around with the sketch pads and well, getting a bit of inspiration not as, not as much as I probably should to be honest but it, it is one of those things where often things in real life are stranger than you, you would you would actually give them credit for. And especially if you look to um, things out of your own cultural sort of source. So clearly we're all, you know, certainly from my viewpoint, I'm very familiar with sort of, you know, Western medieval armour and weaponry because that's, that's really what I've grown up with as a kid. That's the sort of stories and, and picture books and things you're given as a kid. But you go to somewhere like the Royal Armouries and you're looking at Persian, you're looking at Indian things. I mean, they've got this amazing war elephant armour there which is a pretty unique set and they've got it there on a mock-up of an elephant and and it's just sort of things you take for granted you're like, oh right that's a different way that you might buckle something up or you might you know present the armour plates in a different way and, and then you take that and you extrapolate it and you sort of um exaggerate it I suppose or I mean and that's again coming back to more towards the composition side of that I mean how how detailed do you have to get with individual bits of one of these do you work on the whole composition or would you start with I don't know drawing a warhammer or something and perhaps doing a detailed sketch of that or whatever well clearly there's quite a sort of process to, to a piece and usually I just start off with a very loose compositional thumbnail so you know I, I would have a vague I would know that that figure's going to be there doing this you know and then when I actually get to, certainly with a large piece, or with any piece really, I'll, I'll loosely sketch out all the key elements. So I know that there's going to be a figure there roughly in that pose, but then I will go in and work on individual figures. And, you know, you might find that when you actually come to try to realise that pose that actually it doesn't quite work, that leg looks a bit awkward, I'm going to change, or it doesn't quite achieve what I want, so I'm going to change that, that figure around. And then that might affect other elements but if you've got it all mapped out loosely it's easy to go and rub something out and change it because you haven't if you go in and you've you've put all the detail in then really you can find you've wasted your time <laughs> you've got to yeah. go back and but I, I, again coming back to something i was saying but i know she does a lot of her stuff now on through the computer and, and does it that way kind of thing but i, I didn't understand on your your website and reading about your sort of thing that you, you still seem to use acrylic and so forth yes yeah, so i'm still wedded to the traditional route really i suppose it's well, I suppose it's like anything it's a medium i'm very familiar with in some ways i can feel like i'm a little bit anachronistic and that maybe i should embrace digital but I but guess, are you quicker the way that you work? I mean, well, I suppose it's the thing. I've got it, it works for me. I can produce work in the timetable that I'm happy with, which makes it sort of. I know a lot of artists say you've got to work. You know, their incentive to work digitally is because they can work faster. Therefore, financially, because you're paid per picture rather than per number of hours, that it makes more sense. For me, I find that I can work fast enough. Um, clearly, if you're asked for revisions once you've painted it, then maybe I will go and make those digitally. And some some things can be changed digitally, but. 
the process of sitting down at the drawing board with the paints I'm much happier than sat at a monitor and also I'm not very competent at painting digitally well not, not so actually the truth is you fill a stone with computers and that's, that's well, really good. I wouldn't necessarily go quite that far but there's an element of that yes certainly <laughs> yeah. um, so again touching on what we said with Anne um, she was talking about you know this sort of almost art before the art as far as a, a big licence like D&D is concerned you know you're given a, a, a quite a tight remit really on what they expect and the sort of what's there is there a difference between say that in the work that you do on the magic cards or something, are you perhaps given a little bit more freedom on that side than, than say D&D or is it, is it very dictated you know, what you can do? Um, I, think, I think with uh, magic there's always been a policy there to give us a, a, a reasonable amount of artistic freedom because that's what the in a way the artwork with, with the game has been very much associated with the artist in a, in a way that maybe some of the other products the artists are more subsumed to the product if, if that makes sense yeah. um, but even within that clearly there is a style guide going on and quite a lot of preparation goes into each magic set where you know a group of artists will get together and we'll, we'll do the concept work and although the public might never see it I am given you know quite a hefty document with a lot of artwork in it some of which ends up being used on cards some of it some of it not um, which you then have to relate everything to that so although say a good example might be within Law and Shadowmoor which recently come out the boggers there's a lot of variation in how the boggers might be presented and an artist can interpret in different ways but there is a there is a key similarity in the feel and general look to them so there's an overall format but within that yes and and, and likewise with with some of the the other creatures then you know the kithkin look a certain way you can be variations within the the clothing and costume and whatever else but you know they've got the same facial features that's what you identify kithkin as have as having a fairly broad face and big eyes and whatever else and that's got to be the same and the proportions have got to be the sort of same in the figure so yes you've got freedom in in the composition and rendering and, and things like that, which which maybe is, is tighter in some other products, but nonetheless, yeah, it still has an underlying theme. Yeah, you need that you need that consistency. You need someone to be playing the game to realise that these are all the same. Yeah, even yeah. if they're done by different yeah. artists. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, sort of moving on, we've talked about composition and we've talked about so the way we create the art and so forth. So sort of moving on, almost sort of publication and things here we are Birmingham Expo you've just been telling me off Mike that you're off to uh, Indy this time as well and to Gen Con I right, yeah. um, so, so you know what, what do you get out of that I mean is that something for there or do you have to be there to kind of sign the books and things or, or you know is there more to it than that for you well I think there's a mix of different things going on with attending shows and, and um, one of the key things for me is that working as an artist and working, at, working from home in an office you actually have, in some ways, quite limited contact yeah, with, with yeah. the people who, who, who uh, hopefully enjoy your artwork and enjoy the games and products that the artwork's intended for. Yeah. You know, um, your communication is via email with an art director, and clearly a lot of these art directors are very busy, and you don't necessarily have a, a, a great deal of feedback from people. You know, clearly they will tell you whether a piece of work needs altering to fit the style guide or whatever else, but then maybe when the work's completed, they'll say, great, good job, approved. And that's the feedback. Coming to shows like this, it's great because, you know, members of the public come up to you and they say, 
oh wow I really enjoyed that game I liked your artwork in it to me that sums up the flavour or, or they say oh I hated that you know well, generally speaking it's the former fortunately I've not had to punch too many people at conventions <laughs> no fortunately I haven't had anyone this weekend come and say that to me you know? and that's very rare I'll wait until the mic's <laughs> off <and then. laughs> but, but the point being is really you come and get feedback and, and, and it's sort of in a sense it's sort of you get the broader world and it you know uh, it puts it in context of what you're doing and that's that's great and and clearly in some of the biggest shows i believe the shows like this there are publishers there as well so that was a you know awful word as a way there's the networking element you go there to meet the people you work with you go there to meet your colleagues and you go there to see whether you can get more work really you know it's a freelance no, that's uh, important well, it's a business isn't yeah, it that's right absolutely right you're running a business it's not just sat in your room doing the pictures that you want to do you're there you know Trying to, trying to get the work as well so. I mean is it almost I mean could it be seen as almost as a source of inspiration you used to talk to people over over the cars and things like, oh I'd love to see you do so and so I mean does that kind of thing happen at all oh yeah that's certainly true as well that people you know say what they might particularly like about your artwork or whatever else and certainly someone like Indie Gen Con um, which has got a very large art show um there's a hundred artists or something there so meeting all the other artists and you you know that for me I come back from that show you know right I really want to step up my game I really I've got to want to do better because I've just seen X's work and that's amazing god they've got so much better than last year you know and, <laughs> and so you know it's friendly competition I suppose you can say and that but that's inspirational as well I mean I mean is there anybody out there I mean is there any you know is there any sort of hot young blood out there we should be watching out for is anyone else art that you think is particularly good at the moment or innovative within the sort of genre that you're working well I think there are a lot other of than your own obviously <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, there certainly are a lot of other artists out there. But I mean, I find it hard to know where to start, really, to name them all. I suppose all the obvious names are out there, you know, sort of Steve Prescott, Wayne Reynolds, all these other other people that certainly that work on, say, D and D and and the host of magic artists. I mean, it can be quite intimidating sometimes in some ways working on magic, realizing you're in. You know all the, these other sort of contemporaries. I, I think around you managed to hold your own, Ralph. Well, I don't I hope, think you need I to worry so. about no, that. I, don't, well, I, I hope that's the case. What I mean is, there's a standard there, and you certainly feel like you're within a, a group of peers, and and you, you do take inspiration from them and arm sort of fire. I guess, I guess it does bump the level up as well. Doesn't well, it? I, you know, I, I, I think so. Of, I think so. And that's the nice thing that says, as I was saying, you get given this document, the style guide. Certainly, say in the case of magic. And you've seen the other work that all these other artists have created for that particular set. And you go, wow, that's really cool. I want to try and do something that I think is as cool as that. So, yeah, yeah, I think there, there, there is that. It goes on as well. Ralph, I've taken up enough of your time. It's an oh, absolute no, pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much, and I hope the uh, the rest of the con goes well for well, you. I hope I've had something of uh, at least some interest anyway. It was lovely. Thank you very much. Okay.